0: Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're speaking with Christine Kane. Christine was born in Australia and is an international speaker, author, and activist. With a passion for ridding the world of human trafficking, Christine has invaluable insights, wisdom, and experiences to share with all of us. And she'll also be touching on her new book, How Did I Get Here? let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the Avail podcast, where we provide relevant, practical resources for today's Christian leaders, whether it's ministry or marketplace. We love connecting with you all here on the Avail podcast. And as always, we have an amazing guest today. She is an awesome, my wife might say she's one of her top favorite, I'm not going to give it enough top, 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 favorite speakers uh, and Christian leaders around the world. I love her too. Christine Kane is on with us. She's an Australian-born speaker, author, influencer, and activist with a passion for eliminating human trafficking. We'll talk about that together with her husband, Nick. They founded the A21 Campaign, an anti-human trafficking organization. Uh, She also recently released her new book, How Did I Get Here? We're going to talk about that. Christine, we're so happy to have you here on the Avail podcast.
1: Virgil, I'm so honored. Okay, your wife is now my new best friend. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell her that you said that. And then she's going to she's going to be like, thank you, Lord. I have a new friend. I love it. And as well as her, we have the Avail audience that watch the po- podcast on YouTube, that listen on audio podcasts. And I think they're going to want to be your friends too, Christine.
1: Come on. I love them all already before we've even started. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, um, I always like uh, on the front end of our of our podcast, I always like for our guests to just share a little bit about your story, because uh, I know there's some people that might be listening. I know a lot of us are familiar with you and, and your ministry, but I think there's some people who, who are going to really want to lean in and maybe they're meeting you here. Christine, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: You know, well, um, Virgil, I-, I am married. I love to say to the single most ravishing piece of masculine flesh on planet Earth, and um, I'm married to Nick. We've been married for 25 years, and uh, we have two daughters, Catherine, who's 19, and Sophia, who's 15. Um, as you could tell from the accent, I was raised in Australia. Uh, this is how the Queen wishes that she could speak English. This would be the <laughs> accent that she would want. And um, but I'm from a Greek background. And so if you have seen Virgil, my big fat Greek wedding, you've seen my big fat Greek life. That wow. is my life. And um, you know, I, I come from a, a broken background. I was uh, left in a hospital unnamed and unwanted when I was born. I came from a background of many years of uh, sexual abuse and, and, and also very marginalized because of my kind of Greek ethnicity in, in in a culture that did not really esteem women. And so, you know, I, I like to say that when I, I started, there was no way that I would have been someone that anyone would have thought God could have used to do something hmm. With their life, you know, but um, but it's sort of in my early twenties I truly encountered um, a, a relationship with Jesus Christ, and and I'm one of those people where you go, it turned your life around, and He has turned my life around, and you know, i, I like to say it's only um, the Lord that could take someone like me, this this unnamed, unwanted, you know, adopted girl, and not only rescue me and restore me but use me today to rescue those that are still in captivity and those that are still bound. And, um, you know, I think I, I have a story that just shows that your history does not need to define your destiny and that wow. um, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything you could ever ask, hope, or think. And so I, f- I feel very much like a trophy of the grace of God and um, have spent my life and conti- and plan to continue spending my life um hopefully bringing glory to God and making a difference
0: on this earth, shining the light of Christ in this world. I love that. I, I admit, people need to hear this over and over. And, and, and that message is such a powerful message. Um, thank you for sharing that, Christine. I, I, want you to, I want you to share with us a little bit about uh, you, you and your husband, Nick, founded the A21 campaign. Um, can you just tell us what sparked that? And, and also, what does the name mean?
1: Sure, you know, Virgil. Um, in about two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, I was at a airport in Thessaloniki, Greece, in the north of Greece, a regional airport, uh, waiting for my bag. Just a baggage claim, you know. It's a tiny little airport. Um, excited, I'm Greek. I was thinking about baklava, moussaka, you know, spanakopita. <laughs> I was really excited. I was going to speak at a women's conference, and as I was standing there, I saw all of these posters of these missing children and women. And because I read Greek, I was like this is weird. Why is there mm. so many, like so many missing women and children? And, wow, you know, it was then that I went on to discover these were the alleged victims of human trafficking. I've got to be honest, Virgil. I didn't even know trafficking existed back then. You know, wow. I thought, what do you mean? Slavery has ended. You know, we, mm. we don't have slaves today. And, um, I went on to find out that not only do we have them today, we have more slaves in the world today than ever before in the history of humanity and that um, it's the fastest growing crime worldwide, faster than uh, the selling of drugs or guns is the selling of human beings. And that was the beginning in me was a seed planted that as a follower of Jesus, this cannot be the case. Uh, How can human beings created in the image of God, Be the fastest trading them and selling them. Be the fastest growing crime worldwide. So, you know, Virgil, I didn't know what to do. Um, I I remember when the Lord impressed on my heart that I was to do something. I remember kind of like you know having my but God conversation. But God, I can't (laughs) do this. But God, like I'm a woman. But God, I live in Australia. But God, I don't have the money. But God, this is Russian and Albanian mafia. They kill people. But God, you know, you know, this is like all the. I felt like Moses in Exodus chapter three, where the Lord said, I want you to deliver my people. And he's like, oh God, I cannot speak. <laughs> um, and the Lord's probably thinking, you know, wow, your eloquence is going to be the deal breaker on parting the Red Sea. I really need your voice to part the Red Sea. And it was then really in my heart, I understood that it wasn't my, my limitations were not greater than God's supernatural ability to do something through my life. Sometimes when we say, God, I can't do this, it sounds very humble. But the root of it is pride, because what we are Mm. saying are my own human limitations are greater than God's supernatural ability to do something in and through our lives. And so at that moment, um, you know, over time, I began uh, talking about this. I began educating myself. Everywhere I would speak, I would talk about it. Over time, Nick and I started A21. And, you know, I wish I could say it had a big, deep spiritual meaning, but it was just when. My um, secretary was about to register. She goes, okay, if we're going to do this, we've got to register an organization. I was on the other side of the world. We're talking on the phone. And she said, what, what are we going to call it? I'm like, I don't know. I've been seeking the Lord. I don't know anything. And then I just went, all I want to do is I just want to abolish injustice in the 21st century. And as that came out of my mouth, I just want to <laughs> abolish, A, injustice in the 21st century. It was just like, okay, A, 21 that's how it came out so it was um really with the goal of let's get rid of uh our goal with A21 is to abolish slavery everywhere forever and um you know we haven't got it right in the past and I think this is a time on the earth where we really could truly you know there's 40 million slaves but there's mm. eight billion people. So if Mm. we did something about this, we could eradicate and abolish slavery everywhere forever. So the work of A21 is to reach the vulnerable, to rescue the victim and to restore survivors. So we are involved at the whole gamut Mm. uh, and, you know, really focus on Stopping the systems that enable trafficking to happen, and put traffickers in jail, and mm-hmm. change laws, and um, have the rights of victims protected, and then to also restore survivors in aftercare facilities, physically, emotionally, in in every realm of life, um, so that they can flourish in life in the future. So, you know, nowadays we have uh, at this point nineteen offices in sixteen countries around the world, um, hundreds of staff. It has exploded and we are seeing lives rescued and transformed every wow. single day.
0: That's awesome. I love this. We could do, we could do a lot more than we think we could do. And with the Lord's help, Always. we can do so much more. I want to, but okay, before we jump into what are some of the biggest challenges maybe in the operation of A21, I want to, I want to just, I want to backstep one step here to something you said, because I think it applies to a lot of us in leadership. Um, sometimes, God calls us to do some, fi- some crazy things, some, 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 cr- you know, crazy above our capability and capacity things. And and, and I think that um, some of the obstacles are doubt. You, you mentioned pride, fear. Yes. Um, you know, how can you just speak into that a little bit? Uh, maybe leaders yeah. right now who are who are facing sure. something big. I think for all leaders, um, it is a constant battle
1: in our lives. And I think in scripture from Genesis to revelation, we see anybody that God has ever used. Um, yeah. you know, the, the fact is insecurity, uh, the feeling that I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm mm-hmm. not eloquent enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not resourced enough. Um, I think that feeling is always there and the fight is always to remember of course I'm not enough, but Christ in me, the hope of glory is more than enough. And I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I mean, that is what drives me. That is my primary motivation that through Christ, I can do all things Mm -hmm. with Christ. I can do all things. So those are the sorts of things that are very, very um, important. I think fear, uh, there's a reason why 365 times, um, you know, in scripture, it says, fear not, fear not, fear not. Mm -hmm. And A leader always is going to feel the fear. My my, uh, spiritual mother, my mentor, Joyce Meyer, would always say to me, Christine, sometimes you just have to do it afraid. You just have to take the step out of the boat and you might be feeling the fear. But feel the fear and do it anyway. Do it afraid no matter how you feel. And I think, you know, in the time that we're in, Virgil, we've come out of a very – volatile last five Mm -hmm. years politically racially um the pandemic um there is so much happening in the world it is um a challenging time for leaders in every Mm -hmm. sphere i mean pretty much Whatever you say, someone's not going to agree with it. Whatever you do, someone's not ag- going to agree with it. We live in a world um, where social media is you know just kind of amplifying everybody's voice so everybody's criticizing everyone, everyone's canceling everybody else. So a leader, you know I don't think it would be truthful to say that leaders are not feeling fear right now. Where we're like, if right if I say this, this is going to happen. If I do mm-hmm. this, this is going to happen. And so we're going to have to learn to do some things afraid. I think there's a reason why the Lord said to Joshua, you know, I want to be strong and very uh, courageous. Do not fear. Because he doesn't say it uh, just because there's nothing else to say. He says it because it's like, I know you're going to feel it. So you're going right. to have to act despite how you feel. And even in the day in which we live to be a faith leader, um, we're living in a culture, and especially in the West, uh, where there's a lot of animosity towards um, being any kind of faith leader. There's um, mm-hmm. a lot of animosity to um, believing the scriptures or to be, um, you know, holding to historical Christian um, ethics. People are like, you know, it, it, either they think you're outdated or they think that you're dangerous or they think that you're a bigot. Or There, there are so many things that we're contending mm-hmm. with now as faith leaders that we have not necessarily had to contend with here. Now, throughout the Bible, if you ask the heroes of faith in (laughs) Hebrews chapter 11 whether they had to contend with persecution and suffering and trials, they'll say, oh, we've got this down. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just I think for a lot of leaders now in the faith realm, we're starting to read the scriptures in a different way and go, wow, that's what it means to have courage in this moment, to fight your insecurity. I mean, I think we're even reading about even our heroes of faith, Moses and Joshua and Gideon and all of the, and David, and you start to see, wow, um, they had to fight insecurity. They had to fight pride. They had to fight mm. fear. They had to fight doubt. Um, Elijah hid in a cave. I mean, he had such great victories. And, you know, he had defeat, he had seen God defeat all of the, you know, the prophets of Baal right. and, mm-hmm. and he had seen um, God do amazing things. And then next thing you know, he's running away and he's hiding in a cave and he wants to commit suicide. I would say there's been a lot of leaders in the last year that have felt yeah. very much the same, from great victories to uh, great depression, great suffering, great pain, and leaders don't know where to go. And how do you talk about this? And what do we do? And um, it's one thing just to go, yep, yeah, don't be afraid. Yep, don't do this. So you need to build people around you, with whom you can be vulnerable, transparent, and open, and start talking about our insecurities and our fears mm-hmm. and our and our pride and um you know Paul writes in Philippians he says do nothing out of selfish ambition so with leaders part of what our drive is hopefully is that we've got godly ambition to advance the gospel and that, uh, to take steps of faith but it's a very fine line between godly ambition and selfish ambition and not stepping yeah. over that line and i think this is there's been a reckoning in the world today there's no doubt about it i think the lord mm. is uncovering many things and saying you know what Your character matters. You've got to deal with these internal issues of your heart. You've got Mm. to deal with pride and insecurity and narcissism and greed and selfish ambition. Um, You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and do a deep work on the inside because leadership is going to flow from the inside out. And so we may have been able to hide a lot of our inner issues behind nice Instagram accounts or behind a nice little (coughs) motivational statement, but the Lord... You know, I feel like it's been cleaning house, like in the book of Ezekiel. uh, God's been looking behind the wall and saying, I want my leaders clean from the inside out. And I want integrity matters and character matters. And um, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to go in and do a deep work in us so he can do a greater work through us. And the degree to which we are whole on the inside is the degree to which God is going to be able to do a work through us.
0: That's so good. That's so good. You know, a couple of... uh, um weeks ago, we had pastor Chris Hodges and he spoke about his book out of the cave, which touches on depression yeah. and that whole thing of just work. And, and I think what you're saying right now is so important, Christine, for us as leaders to hear, to understand, um, and to really pray about like to come before God and just be real be like be authentic before him transparent and, and have the right people in our lives okay i want to get back kind of to the um talking about 821 campaign and 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 this you know, your amazing organization that's doing so many things to help so many people what have been some of the biggest challenges in in the whole operation
1: yeah well i think obviously the last year and a mm-hmm. half like for every organization it's been a huge challenge because you've got a global lockdown happening and you've got traffickers still trafficking human being Um, But how do you work with law enforcement when no one's leaving their homes? And how do you work with um, identifying where the trafficking rings are happening? So it's been extremely challenging. Um, And, you know, just to even lead an organization that's in 16 countries um, with 19 offices and you've got 16 different cultures, 16 different languages, you've got 16 different expectations, and you, like many people this last year, you have to lead it on Zoom. Uh, we've been calling it this year the upper Zoom room. And um, so we've been up in the upper room in the Zoom room. But I think for us it's navigating challenges. Um, like every organisation that's growing, uh, you always have more vision than resources. Um, and so mm-hmm. you've got to always be making decisions which Is going to move ahead? What and um, Mm -hmm. are we going to be focusing predominantly on reaching the vulnerable, or you know, rescuing um, those that are in slavery, or restoring the survivors? You're always navigating. Where are your resources going to go? You're always navigating. How are we going to grow? Where are we not going to grow? And keeping, um, you know, nineteen offices in sixteen countries, keeping all of those people focused on one vision, one mission, one direction. Um, You know, you've got human beings and wherever there are humans, there are always different opinions and there are always different ideas. So, you know, leading to keep that going. And the fact is, all of us at the moment, we're leading without a map. We are navigating terrain we have never been in before. It's not that you could go to the library and get a textbook and say, oh, global pandemic, that was supposed to finish in 2020, but it's still here in 2021. And um, we don't really know what's go- You're not going to find a textbook on how are we going mm-hmm. to lead. So I, I find that we need Um, the strength of the Holy spirit of God, like never before, like, because we are all out of our league. We are all out of our comfort zone. We are all out of our safety zone. So we have to be relying on the Holy spirit. We need discretion in this hour. We need discernment in this hour. We need wisdom in this hour. And in the age of social media where everyone has an opinion and everybody's posting something and everybody's canceling somebody, um, you need wisdom and discernment and discretion in this hour to lead effectively.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Um, I, I can imagine. So, so, so I pastor a church here in South Florida, vertical church, Iglesia Vertical. We say we're one church, two languages, and I, I know the challenge yes. now. I can't even imagine, you know, 16 countries, right, and uh, the different languages. Um, so that's part of your leadership, and of course, with your husband and your team, your, your capacity and how God is using you guys. Of course, there's challenges, but I would, I've got to imagine that there's been moves of God. There have been some major God stories in this process and on this journey. Could you maybe share just one of the God stories um, out of, I'm sure the many that, that, that could really encourage some of our leaders?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, I've got more God stories every single day. There's such a a plethora of what we do between A21 and Propel Women and and preaching teaching around the world uh, every day. Literally every day there are signs and wonders and miracles. Wow. And that's that, that's why you have to stay close to the spirit of God and to be led yeah. by the spirit of God. I remember one day we were, um, you know, just felt this impression to pray for Uzbekistan and, um, and and just putting out just a post like let's pray for Uzbekistan. And then, you know, three days later there was a raid. Um, the Greek police went to Uzbekistan and the, rescued 11 Women that had been um, that had been you know taken and were being trafficked, and this is the story. When those girls came into the transition home, um, one of them was telling the story. She said we had been um, trapped for one year, and we had been crying out to Allah. We had been crying out to Allah to rescue us, and nothing happened. And then she said, three days before. rescue happened, which is the same day that I felt this impression, let's pray for Uzbekistan. Mm -hmm. Um, We remembered that our grandmother had told us there was a God of Europe and his name was Jesus. So we said to him, God of Europe, Jesus, if you are real, rescue us. Three days later, the raid happened. Eleven girls were trafficked, uh, were rescued from trafficking, and were brought into a transition home. I could tell you story after story, wow. after, story after story. You go i can't make this stuff up i cannot make this up and um and just miraculous rescues um miraculous restorations uh miraculous breakthroughs like you know the same as it would be like the red sea parting or jericho walls coming down Mm. that's what keeps me in the front line of leaderships of going okay god at the moment (laughs) most of us as leaders we feel like you know when the lord said to joshua march around the walls you know for six days on the seventh day do it six times and we're like, Lord, I'm on day five and I'm still marching around this wall and I don't see anything changing. I think that's how a lot of us feel. But the Lord's yeah. like, you know what, take another lap, take another lap yep. and this wall is going to come down and you're going to have victory. And a lot of us, we have need of endurance. We have need of faithfulness. And if we mm. keep showing up, keep believing God, keep praying, keep declaring and decreeing the truth of the word of God, we will see walls continue
0: to come down. Yes, our God is a miraculous God. He's not done. He's yes, not. He he's not running low. He can. He can do it, and and He wants to. It pleases Him to use us, leaders. God wants to use you in your church, in your ministry, in your city, in your country, around the world. God can do great things. Come on, Christine Kane. Come on, let's get everybody riled up here. All right. Oh, i so, so,
1: so we should <laughs> run around. I
0: mean, people need to remember
1: miracles are where God starts. Uh, yes. you know, the impossible is where God starts. Miracles are what he does. If it's not impossible, you don't need a miracle. If it's not impossible, right. you don't need God. If you are gifted enough, if you're resourced enough, if you're talented enough, if you're, you you don't need God. Go do it in your own strength. I always need God because I'm always so far out of the boat, I can't even see the boat anymore. So impossible, every time we face an impossible situation, it's like this is where God starts and yes. miracles are what God
0: does. I love it. I love it. All right, I wanna I wanna shift gears here, Christine. I wanna talk about your uh, release, your newly released book came out a couple months ago. Um, How did I get here? Can you tell us a little bit about tell us about a little bit about the heart of this book, and then I want to ask you some questions, kind of on the leadership side from the book.
1: Yeah, I think you know the heart of it is. <clears throat> there's no doubt, Virgil. In the last couple of years, um, a lot a lot of leaders and a lot of people, I got to this place with. How did I get here? How did I get on the edge of? giving up? How did I get to the place? I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard. And there's been so much pressure. Um, and I think all of the statistics are showing, uh, you know, so many leaders and pastors are, are, are just walking away. And and we've seen also in the faith sector, a lot of uh, Christian leaders very publicly posting things and walking away from their faith and walking away. And, and so we've got a generation that is yeah. saying, you know, how do you endure to the end? How how, do you, how does this happen? And, and just a few years ago, I had this, this time, a very deeply sort of internally, my mother passed away, um, four people very close to me, my age passed away. There was a lot happening. I felt betrayed by a close friend. And, you know, Virgil, David wrote in the Psalms, it would have been easy if it was my enemy that was against me. <laughs> but when it was my... Friend that I used to go to the yeah. house of God with. You know, it, it cuts you deep when it's somebody that you've been doing life with. Um, yes. And then, you know, I think uh, just the pressures of leadership, there was this point one night, very emotionally, after 30 odd years, I said to my husband, I just you know, would would like to take my foot off the gas a bit, maybe not press mm. on as much, maybe just play it a little bit safer, just, you know, not do anything bad or huge, but just take my foot off the gas. And I remember saying to Virgil, there's so little discernment anywhere. I've got so much momentum from the last three decades that no one will even realise I've taken my foot off the gas. I just mm-hmm. remember starting to weep. And I said to my husband, but, but Jesus would know. Jesus would know that I did not. Yeah. press on to the end. He'd know that I took my foot off the gas. And I think a lot of leaders are at that point now where it's just, if I just ease back a bit, if I just take my foot off the gas, just play it a bit safer because it's so hard out there. And um, I re- and that's where the title came from because I said to my husband, how did I get here? Like, where would I ever get to a place where I'm thinking?" I might just, you know, and so in there, the writer to the Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, you know, he says, therefore, we must also pay much closer attention, lest we too drift from so Mm -hmm. great a salvation. So even as a leader, you can still be a Christian, but drifting away from your purpose, drifting away from your mission, drifting Mm. away from your passion. Drifting away from your compassion, Probably. drifting yeah. in so many different areas of life. And so the scripture says that Jesus is this hope we have as an anchor for our soul, both firm mm. and secure. And so it was realizing my, my parents would say to me often when they took us to the beach, they'd put up a beach umbrella and some towels and they'd say, The undertow is going to cause you to drift. You got to check your markers. And I think sometimes as leaders and Christians, what happens is we're out there swimming and we forget to look up and check our markers. And what you do is you drift. The undertow is going to take you out because, Virgil, all you have to do to drift is nothing. You don't have to do anything bad to drift. Just do nothing. If you want your marriage to drift, do nothing. Nothing. If you want want your leadership, your mission to drift, just Mm -hmm. do nothing. And so this is a time where we have to be paying much closer attention not to, instead of doing nothing. And I think because of the pandemic and whatever, people are either, you know, I just need to escape, man. I'm just going to binge watch Netflix or I'm just going to. It's almost like escaping. And I'm like, you're wondering why everything's falling apart. This is a time where we have to pay much closer attention. And so just like if Jesus is this hope we have as an anchor for our soul, are we still anchored? And an anchor is attached to a boat. With, cha- with links in a chain. And so uh, the book is really, let's look at some of these links and are we still attached to the anchor? Because if yeah. we're not or if the links are rusty, we are going to drift without realizing it. And in this hour where the cultural shifts in our world are so huge, the the spiritual undertow is so huge, leaders mm. better make sure we're anchored in Christ and we better yeah. make sure we're paying attention because if we don't, we will drift.
0: Yeah, it's so true, and and you know the 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 idea of taking the foot off the pedal can be so tempting, but you really have to examine your heart. You really have to examine why. You know why this is good. I, I want to ask you a question about the book here, Christine. You know, you you talk in the book about how you experienced this drifting, right, in your, in your walk with God, and, but it was during a time that your ministry was flourishing. So, can you talk a little bit about the, the correlation between leadership success and then? actual spiritual growth, they don't necessarily guarantee the other, right?
1: I I think a lot of it is that uh, we cannot underestimate, especially in the hour that we're in, um, Ephesians 6, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. And um, especially if you are a faith leader, a spiritual leader, Mm -hmm. a Christian leader, Um, you know, you could be, do not think that if the ministry is not thriving and flourishing, that the enemy Is not going to think that you are a target. And sometimes we can be looking for so many principles and systems and structures of success that we actually forget that we're in a spiritual battle. And we better have some people around us that know how to pray. We better have some people around us that know Mm -hmm. how to cover us in prayer because. We do not fight against flesh and blood. I think with social media, there's sort of so much arguing and screaming. People are Mm. forgetting and they're just fighting against flesh and blood. And I'm like, this is not where the fight is. The fight is here. And in fact, if you are succeeding, you are more likely, you may as well draw a target on your head and say, okay, because you are going to be a target everywhere in the Bible. Where a leader has taken ground for the kingdom, has advanced the kingdom of God, has established the righteousness, the light of Christ. The enemy has wanted to take them out. John ten ten says the enemy comes to do only one thing, to steal, to kill, kill. and to destroy. destroy. And he's not going to steal, kill and destroy something that's already failing because that's already destroyed. He's going mm-hmm. to try to steal, kill and destroy something that is flourishing. He's going to try to steal, kill and destroy something that is advancing. He's going to try to steal, kill and destroy something that yeah. is successful. So if you're being attacked, don't think that you're necessarily doing something wrong. I mean, investigate and examine everything that you're doing. But right. understand you are a target of the, for the enemy precisely because you're successful.
0: You know, it's funny. I was, I was talking to my staff team and I was telling them if somebody was to walk in your house that you don't know and started taking things, taking things, you would immediately stop them and do everything possible to run them back and stop them from doing that. And, uh, and what we're doing is we're taking territory away from the enemy. We're taking territory away when we're following the Lord's call, when we're, when we're living out, his call, especially in, in the spiritual world, and so and he's not happy about it. And so the greater, oh, cool. <laughs> hey, I'm a Miami Heat fan because I'm down here in Miami. For many oh, years, my. we had LeBron James. You know, when another team was going to play against the, they weren't worried about some of the other players. They were worried about the one that could do the most damage to them. And so oh, I, I think that's 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 so key to understand, especially if we're called some big major callings that God calls us to that are that are only possible with him. Now, I'll, can you speak to Christine specifically, um, what do you think are some of the unique challenges that sometimes leaders faith, uh, face in keeping their faith vibrant? In other words, challenges that leaders have in keeping their faith strong. Uh, you, you sure. know, and I think me, it's like the,
1: the challenge of – um, you know, doing the urgent thing over the important thing. You always just feel like you're on a treadmill. Um, you know, everything's always urgent, 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 urgent. Eventually that is exhausting. We, we are human, yeah. finite beings. We have to understand our humanity and we have to try to not to do God's work for him, but to partner with God in the work that God's already doing. You know, the writer to the Hebrew says, let us labor to enter into that place of rest. So it is from the place of rest that we then are able to labor. Now, a lot of us, we're laboring in our own strength and we're trying, you know, I've got to keep doing it. I've got to keep going. Well, we we get exhausted. We get emptied out. We've got nothing left to give. So you have to look after your own spiritual disciplines, your own time with the Lord. You've got to be refreshed. You've got to have some things in your life that you enjoy to do that are life-giving. You know, I love hiking. Um, I love uh, paddle boarding. There are just some very natural things that replenish my spirit, that replenish my heart. Um, You need to have fun. If all you are always grumpy and you're always like, you know, there's something wrong. There ought to be the fruit of the spirit. You ought to be operating in love and joy and peace and kindness and gentleness and long suffering and self-control. As a leader, um, you ought to be producing the fruit of the spirit. And if you're not producing the fruit of the spirit, if there's a problem, you know, Mm. and you're always grumpy or to the people that know you best, if you're not kind, mm. if you're not church, there's something wrong. You have to yeah. allow the Holy Spirit to do a work from the inside. Sometimes we use ministry as an excuse for sin. Mm. It's like, well, I'm just so busy and for the church or from the, you know, the ministry, um, I'm all stressed out. So therefore I'm not kind to my spouse or I'm not kind to my children or, mm. you know, I have to do this thing to try to decompress. And you're looking at a symptom and not a root. You've got to go back to the root and go, okay, what's driving you? Is it ambition that's driving you? Is it um, that you've forgotten that God's God and you're not? And his Mm. burden is easy and his yoke is light and that the joy of the Lord is our strength and the peace of God should guard our heart no matter what's going on in the world. I mean, if you're on there on Facebook or out there and you're just venting and sprouting opinion and you're a Christian leader, you need to repent. Mm. We ought to have the kindness of God, the goodness of God, the love of God should be salting our, our words. I mean, you can have strong convictions but still share them in love. And not everyone has to know everything I think about everything. I can keep some of those thoughts to myself. And so have a look at what fruit of the spirit are you producing? Um, Are are we truly acting like Jesus? If we're trying to defend Jesus, but we're not acting like Jesus, there's something wrong. There's something really, really wrong. I love this, and I guess when it comes to leadership, Virgil, I'm always going to come back to the heart because, you know, Proverbs says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow all of the issues of life. And so I think leaders have to constantly monitor our heart. We need to check our gauges. Like when you get in a car, you check the dashboard. Don't just Mm -hmm. check one thing. We just think, okay, church is thriving. Check. How is your heart? How are the fruit of the Spirit's? Do your children like you? Does your spouse like you? Do your friends like you? Does your staff like you? Is there something going on that you need to address? Are you, are you full of joy? Are you full of peace? Are you still loving the journey? Um, it's your job with the Holy Spirit to keep it all alive. And sometimes that does not mean praying more, fasting more, trying more. Sometimes it just means chilling out a little bit more and letting God be God and you join God on his journey.
0: That's good. That's good. You know, as you are as you are speaking right now, I was thinking, you know, I think, I think, I think sometimes a lot of leaders get in trouble even more so when they're in isolation, when they're not connected to the right people, mentors, you know, even counselors, good friends that are willing to, um, you know, speak into them and that they're willing to receive from. I think, I think that's, that's an important key, uh, connected to what you're saying. Um, you know, uh, Christine right now there, I think, With all the things happening around the world, we've we've mentioned so many things that are happening in this season, so many challenges. I think it's easy to get discouraged. Now, I want to ask you, um, so in your ministry, you see some stories of redemption, uh, some stories of rescue, right, through A21, some amazing, powerful God stories. But I'm sure that you also see some sad and disturbing ones as well that don't have happy endings. So as a leader, how do you keep focused on the things that you can change without being disillusioned by the things that you can't change?
1: Yeah, because I really do um, accept the fact that I'm not God. And there is a lot of things I won't understand this side of eternity. And um, I don't want to get compassion fatigue. So I want to keep my heart in this Mm-hmm. And um, there are some things I have to simply place in the hands of God. I've seen great tragedy. You know, you don't need to be rescuing the victims of human trafficking right now in our world as we're watching what's happening in Afghanistan in real time. We, we, we're right. all like leaders are just like, what? You feel powerless. You want to do so much and you think, what can I actually do? You know what's mm. happening to women and what's happening to children. And it's it, it, it's tragic. Um, how do you reconcile that? How do you go to bed at night and go, how does this happen? This is when I understand, Virgil, that my shoulders, they're not broad enough to bear the burden of this. Sure. Jesus yeah. bore that burden at Calvary 2,000 years ago. I can bring that through prayer to the foot of the cross of Jesus and I have to leave it there. If hmm. a leader does not want to leave with God what is only God can somehow make sense of, and what God can carry, uh, Mm. the burden of it will snap you. So I have just learned to do what I can about the things that I can do about, pray Mm. about everything, and to the best of my ability, be anxious for nothing. Hand that to the hands of God and allow the I trust that God is good. I trust that God does good. Yeah. I trust that somehow in eternity God will work all of this out. I believe Isaiah 55, his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And I say, Lord, I'm trusting that to you. That's not saying it's a cop out. Some people, well, Chris, that's just a cop out. That's Hmm. saying I am finite and God is infinite. God understands things I will never understand. God is able to see things from an eternal perspective. I'm living in a temporal world. And I have to trust God with those things. And that means in my own leadership, in my own organization, there are things I just have to put in that category. And I say, God, that's Mm -hmm. yours. I'm finite. You're God and I'm not. And I think when you truly remember that he's God and we're not, it can take some of that pressure off.
0: I love that. I love that. As we're heading here in the final stretch, Christine, what advice would you give to maybe listeners or viewers who who really want to make a difference in the world around them and they just don't know where to start what advice would you give them
1: you know well um, it would depend what level you're in but i think i'm very big on you start where you are with what you have <laughs> um and you know if you're in a great local church i really just encourage you uh, to get yeah. behind the vision of the house that's certainly how i started and i have found that as you are faithful with what god puts in your hand God's mm. going to give you the big desires in your heart. And yeah. it's a journey. So start you, I think a lot of us, we spend so much time scrolling through Instagram, looking at everyone else's life. We forget to live the life that God has called us to live. <laughs> so I would say maybe stop scrolling and just start getting involved where you are and I truly believe that God opens doors that no man can shut. I truly believe that promotion doesn't come from the North, south, east, or West. It comes from God. I truly believe you don't need to always start something new, get involved with someone that's doing something that you're passionate about and uh, get behind what they're doing and then see what God opens up for you down the track.
0: I like it. I like it. Stop scrolling and start rolling, start doing it, start getting involved. involved. (laughs) All right. So, um, Man, I love this conversation. I could be here a, a whole nother hour with you, Christine, but I know we got to wrap things up here. So um, I, I, I want you to help people connect. First of all, let's talk about how can people get involved through A21. Is there a way and where could they go online? Well, yeah,
1: the best way would be to, to go to 821.org also just because it's a fantastic website and um, mm-hmm. it will give you so much information and resources. So no matter where you are, there is a way that you can – Uh, get involved. And so go to a21.org and you will see it's very clear, very easy, see all of the prompts and you can get involved. Um, Or you can just find out more about the Mm -hmm. whole issue of human trafficking and and how to make a difference where you are. So that would be a21.org is the greatest way to get involved.
0: By the way, I don't, and this may maybe, maybe kind of your quick response to this, but what do you wish that everyone knew or was familiar with about regarding human trafficking? Because a lot of people I just think don't know much about it.
1: Oh, yeah. What I wish everyone understood is that it's happening right where you are, wherever you are. And um, if we all became awake to that issue, um, it doesn't take much to become informed and to wake up. Uh, we could abolish slavery everywhere forever because, like I said, there's 40 million slaves. And there's 8 billion people in the world. And what's happening is most of slavery is hidden in plain sight. And so if we woke up and we and we knew what to do, and that's where the website can help you, we could help to eradicate it quite quickly.
0: That is a good word. And I think it's important. Sometimes people think that something is not possible, but it's just a matter of understanding it. So thank you for sharing that. Um, what about people who want to connect with you, Christine? What's the best way? they can? I mean, are you on social media? How can they find just- you?
1: I'm on I'm on all the things. I mostly live on Instagram. I'm on everything, but um okay. mostly I live on Instagram and then of course Christine
0: Awesome. Awesome. Christine Kane. And there's an E at the end of that cane, right? C A I N E. Yes,
1: there is. C A I N E.
0: All right. And then and then I guess um before I, I talk a little bit about the Avail Journal, which we do here every episode, I wanna I wanted to ask, is there anything is there anything you're you're super excited about right now? Maybe a special event that's coming up or something you're involved in. You know, I think-
1: in my heart, um, I just really, truly believe that we are on the edge of one of the greatest revivals that we're going to see, you know, certainly in my lifetime. Um, So I know there's so much pain and suffering and heartache around the world, but historically, it's always in the darkest hour when everyone thinks that the church is dead, the church is irrelevant. God seems throughout history to do his greatest work in those moments. And so, you know, we're, we're sort of um, about to launch out a a revival tour around the world. And so, you know, just keep up with us. And I think, um, you know, there's lots of great things uh, coming on. And I, I I really do want to encourage you to get, how did I get here? Because I think a lot of us Mm. right now are feeling like we're drifting and we don't know what, and I, I, I feel, you know, the Holy Spirit is, is using this book unlike anything else that I've ever written. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's because it's resonating with where so many of us are
0: are in this moment. Yeah. Um, Best place to go get that book. Is there someone you'd like them to go or how did I get here? It's where all the books are sold. So Got anywhere, yeah. Got it. So you can get it where all books are sold. So the book is How Did I Get Here by Christine Kane. It's a must get. I would recommend not getting one, getting a couple. Bless some friends, bless some leaders, uh, uh, some people that you're connected with. Uh, How Did I Get Here by Christine Kane. So Christine, one of the things we talk about here a lot at the Avail podcast is the Avail Journal. Uh, the Avail Journal comes out quarterly. And, and for those of you who are listening or watching this program, this podcast right now, I want to remind you you can subscribe and claim a one year free subscription of the avail journal. Um, I highly recommend it. Why? Cause the articles in here are amazing. Christine, I know we're, we're getting ready to do some stuff and and, and we're going to be talking about your book as well. Uh, great leadership resources, great leadership content inside uh, the avail journal. What would you say to leaders as, as far as growing in their leadership and, and yeah. things that they're reading? I, I'm
1: excited that um you know, that it exists because especially in, um, our digital age, which is all awesome, but to hold something in your hands mm-hmm. and to flick through. Yeah, I'm still, you know, I just think there's something about that um, and the beauty that is captured on the pages. So it's aesthetically mm-hmm. really beautiful. Um, but let me just say in this hour, Virgil, the content where we, there is so much content in the world yeah. and so little worth reading. And so we as yeah. leaders need to be filtering what we're reading, what we're listening to. So that's why, you know, the avail journal is so important that we are filling our minds with words of wisdom, words of discernment, words of life, words of yeah. hope, and with really great
0: practical leadership advice. Yes. And, uh, as, as, uh, Dr. Sam Chan would say, you got to, you got to be the best. You got to put the best out and avail journal is the best. It's great leadership journal avail You can claim your free annual subscription. Uh, Christine, this has been so awesome. I've been so pumped. Uh, like I want to get out of here and start doing something. Um, h- here's, here's what I want to end off. What, 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 what do you want to leave on everybody's heart today?
1: You know, I, I want everyone to know that um, a lot of things have been shaken. And I know with leaders, um, So many feel like, man, I can't even say anything right or do anything right this hour. I just want to remind you all that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I want to remind you all that we fight from victory, not for victory. Jesus already Mm -hmm. has the victory. Don't forget who you are in Christ. Don't forget uh, that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus and have access to every spiritual blessing. I want to just remind you that we have in him everything that we need. We have the mind of Christ and that I know that there are a lot of natural resources. I know that we're feeling a lot of natural pressure, but don't forget that you and I serve a supernatural God and we are filled with the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He lives on the inside of us. Therefore, We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us in this hour.
0: Amen. Drop the mic. I love it. Great, great, wise advice, Christine. Hey, Christine. On behalf uh, of the whole Avail team, Sam Chan, Martine Van Tilborg, and just everybody behind Avail, we just want to tell you we're so proud of you, and we honor you, and and your and your husband, and your and your team. You, you really are um, making a great impact on on so many lives. Thank you for being obedient to God's calling on your life. Uh, uh, we're really thankful for you.
1: So, so appreciate you, Virgil. Thanks for this. I've been an honor being with you.
0: Awesome. So good. Hey, everybody, Uh, you cannot complain about these Avail podcasts, amazing leaders, uh, amazing people who just are just adding value to our lives, adding value to our uh, to our leadership. We're so thankful for everybody uh, connecting here on the Avail podcast. Remember, every Tuesday, a new episode comes out and you're going to be able to keep learning and growing together with us uh, in the art of leadership. That's what avail is all about. So thank you for connecting today here with Christine Kane and myself. We'll catch you next time here on The Avail Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Avail Leadership Podcast. We hope you've been injected with passion by this conversation with Christine Kane. Remember, you can connect with Christine by going to christinekane.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of The Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your AVAIL media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the AVAIL Leadership Podcast.